Welcome back for part two of the two-part series, Five Phases of Growing a Photography Business That Fits Your Life. In part one, I shared what those early phases of a boutique photography business look like, especially when you have a growing family. Now it's time for part two, where I'm an open book about how the business and my life has shifted and what that can look like for your photography business too. Let's do this. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Now, phase three. Phase three family life was kids getting into middle school, fourth, fifth, sixth grades. And my goal when I started my business was to have it rocking by junior high so that I could be at all their sports and activities because that's when my life picked up when I was a kid. And I thought that would be in seventh and eighth grade. So when they hit fourth grade and sports started and they had to be there at like 3.30, I was like, oh my gosh. And I had to scurry to adjust my schedule so that I could be there. And I would be one of few parents. Sometimes one parent could maybe beg their boss to get off early. And I remember thinking, okay, I, I don't have this all figured out and I'm still spinning a little, but I'm here. And I had to figure it out faster. So if you're waiting to have kids till you have it all figured out, you're doing it backwards, I think. <laughs> have the kids and it will motivate you to figure it out. So the downside of this phase was I was managing, being at all my kids' things and keeping my business rocking. So this phase is when all the maintenance on our house and our yard really stopped. <laughs> I didn't realize it till the other day when I looked at the nasty carpet and the dated paint and the kitchen cabinets that are like hanging by a thread, right? A few of the doors we have to prop up when company comes so they don't know that the door doesn't really fit anymore. <laughs> it's broken off. Honestly, looking back in that time, I didn't even have time to put on lotion, probably very take very good self-care, um, but everything I had in me went to those two important places, my family and my business. Luckily, I got a lot of time with my hubby driving to sports, so we would go early, we would have dinner in the different towns, and we got a lot of good quality time together. So look, if you're there right now and you're you're trying to find how, how all of it balances, just know this is totally normal. It's a phase, it's a season, and it's going to be okay. I realized looking back, I wouldn't do one thing differently. It was more important to me to focus on developing those humans and developing my business 
in the house and all the things I love to do, the decorating and things like that, they just would go on the back burner. Before I had kids, my mom makes fun of me because I had a Christmas party and I painted the dining room a dark, deep red just for the party. And then I painted it back the next day. And in this phase, I remember joking about it thinking, oh my gosh, I'm lucky to just clean my house, let alone repaint it just for a party. Again, there are seasons, they come and go. I think the biggest success strategy in my business during this time was figuring out how to use online tools, like the online calendars. Remember when those were brand new? Because we used to have the big calendar on the wall that we all shared and everybody looked at. But my team, after you have employees, you need to be able to communicate. And so having that shared calendar was huge. I put my family stuff in blue on a layer in blue, and then my business layer is in orange. Obviously, everything at the Joy of Marketing is orange, and uh, blue and orange, it's Illinois' colors. It's our high school's color, so I'm a big blue and orange girl. But that way, everybody could see my schedule. So if Andrea was scheduling a client at the studio, she could turn on my personal calendar and see, oh, Sarah's child has a basketball game or a volleyball game or a band concert. She can't be available this day and she would schedule around it. And as we've grown, all of these online tools have become so important. But my business during this time kept growing pretty steadily. Every year grew about 50,000 or more, hovering still around 100 clients, keeping averages up every year. I've, I could probably name five to 10 different strategies that completely moved the dial once I implemented them to serve my clients. Without doing anything different, the sales just increased. One for senior clients literally doubled my averages. And I love teaching that to my students because they get so giddy about that, right? But I just did it through trial and error and it makes it so fun because once you learn those things and you implement them, then you're doing the work and you're making so much more, which is fun. I was loving growing in revenue, but I also started really focusing on the profit number, right? I don't care what the, the gross is. It's what the net is. It's what we keep. So I tightened my costs. I learned to pay close attention to all of the decisions I needed to make to be able to make more in less time by serving clients even at a higher level. Andrea, of course, joined me to do the framing and she's still with me. She runs the studio. She is a coach in my coaching program. She's like a second me. She literally came in for, for a job shadow day in college and turned into this rock star teammate. I kept the policy that we're open Tuesday through Friday. So we had flexibility on Mondays or if somebody had a new baby, we knew we could always get them in on Monday. I didn't want to come in nights and weekends. So I had to schedule that in. It was harder for me to come and go without having that guilt of like everyone's there working, but I did it, right? Um, I My employees all knew that I worked really hard and I wasn't just slacking off while they were doing the work. And we talk a lot about core values that I want them at their kids' things too. And we just work hard to make all of that happen. I did, of course, take work home. And I like to work a lot. That's not a problem for me. I like to get up on Saturday morning and get organized, but I still didn't schedule client sessions during family time. I wanted to know that if I had something to do over the weekend, I could do it at any time because if Saturday morning something more fun came up, I wanted to be able to do it. This phase also allowed me to start this company called Joy of Marketing. There was a demand from so many photographers to teach them what I was doing. 
Because my studio ran like a well-oiled machine, I was able to document everything and create processes that help photographers learn what I do. What's cool is within five years of opening that first studio, I was named one of the most profitable by PPA. Um, And I share that, I've shared it before, only because I want you to know when you're taking business advice, take it from someone who's making money, which I would hope that would be even more powerful for you hearing these phases I was in, right? With three babies, trying to juggle childcare, trying to show up, get showers in, get dressed, get to where I was going. Um, But what was cool is now there was a demand from photographers to teach what I was doing because I find most people out there teaching are simply photographers who happened upon some strategy that worked for them. They don't know why. Maybe they had some unique ability, but they couldn't teach it to others. And when it didn't work, they didn't have anything else. And my background with my MBA and being a marketing director at an ad agency where I had to learn marketing From the inside out, I marketed price-driven pizza and hair salon and women's clothing store. And I marketed all these different kinds of companies. And so I had to really learn the, the foundation of marketing. And so I created all these programs that nobody in the industry had heard of or seen before. And it's what I love to do. I've taught at the college level. So I, it's been so fun for me to be able to still keep my business going, but also teach it because one makes the other even that much better in my my studio just keeps getting better and better and better as I'm teaching other photographers what I'm doing. And then I'm like, oh, I have this idea I can implement. Now you guys go implement it. Joe and I started dreaming here more seriously about our dream building. We wanted to be together. We bought land right off a major interstate. It's Interstate 55 that goes from St. Louis to Chicago because Joe's an architect and he really wanted that visibility, which has been amazing now that we're in it. Spoiler, (laughs) Um, we have people literally come off the interstate and knock on our door and ask who designed our building. So it's brought him some commercial jobs and residential. He doesn't do much residential, but uh, it's pretty cool. So that was phase three, junior high, getting into kids activities, which brings us into phase four. Phase four is the intense phase Three kids in high school, they were in everything, scouts, band, sports. We've had two of our three kids who've played competitive sports all these years, mostly volleyball, so I've lived in the gym watching them. Several nights a week for games in the fall, club volleyball, most weekends in the spring, and tournaments all summer. So that yard, that house, they just had to keep staying on hold. And I loved it because I got a lot of windshield time with each kid right? This was our life for six years. I was able to do that with my girls. And then my son who didn't do sports, what was cool for him is I think he went to 12 conferences with me, business conferences from Dublin, Ireland to Greenwich, Connecticut to San, uh, gosh, San Antonio, Texas. He went everywhere and just soaked it all in. In high school, he started a photo booth business and was making great money. So we got booked to speak together at WPPI, which was amazing. What a great opportunity. And of course, we've taken them to leadership camps. They go every summer. I would do the National Speaker Association. They have a a conference, a leadership conference for the adults. And if your kids were 10 to 17, they could go. So every year, my kids would go with me to that conference, all three of them. And they would get to hear speakers and they would get all this amazing education poured into them. So that's always been a huge priority for me. So in any spare moment, we would try to work those things in, which was kind of fun. 
this time, again, super busy, super fun. Did I have to come in nights and weekends to catch up? Of course I did. But through it all, rarely, rarely, rarely scheduled nights or weekends for sessions for my photography business. My husband's an architect. He works a normal schedule during the week and I wanted to be available for anything fun happening. I wanted that flexibility. And for me, that is the best part about having a business is being flexible. This is a time I started mentoring high school students, actually probably a little bit earlier, but there's a cool entrepreneurial program that started about an hour from here. You can look them up at midlandinstitute.com if this sounds exciting to you at all. They're a 501c3 and they're going all over the country expanding into different cities, but they come, these high school students come to my studio several days a month and I run a youth leadership program. It's basically based on the Toastmasters format. They gain confidence in themselves and in their ability to think on their feet and become leaders. All three of my kids got to do this program and I know that it's changed them forever. They had to start a business, write a business plan, do really hard things as high school seniors, which was really, really cool. And as you know, I have a conference now called Go Boutique Live, and I really believe that we excelled at that so much and had such great traction in that because of all the work I've done with mentoring these students, which is so cool. But in my business, by now, the machine has been built. I felt confident enough to keep investing at a higher level. And I've never been afraid to invest as I get confidence in my numbers and my skills, right? And you'll be the same way. When you know you can attract as many clients as you want at the average you want, you have confidence to know that you can do that and consistently, so Joe and I broke ground, I think in 2015 or 16 and built our dream building, which houses my studio with a Northlight camera room. Joe's architectural firm is on the south end. And then in the middle, we put a small volleyball court. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. And with one kiddo left at home when the pandemic hit, and then the others coming home, Joe and I found ourselves so grateful we had this building because it was the key to our survival. I don't even know how other people did it because we were so grateful. We just came here. We'd cook out here. We'd play volleyball. We had workout um, equipment here. We'd play music. My office was here. We would all be able to keep working through the pandemic. The kids could do homework. They could homeschool for, from college. It was such a blessing to have. Our averages at the studio, they just keep skyrocketing. Literally, I can't even believe how amazing that has been. And it makes it so easy because all the studio bills can be paid with very few clients if we need it to be. So in the pandemic, we had to pivot. We had to keep business going. But gosh, our averages just took such great care of us. Right before the pandemic is when I started a coaching program for students, which is interesting. And I wish I would have known what I know now 10 years ago, but it took me growth personally and professionally to get to this point because we started a coaching program 10 years ago. I had a negative Nelly who didn't want to do anything and then she wanted to blame everyone else for why it didn't work. And we call that the shame and blame game when in reality, what I had to learn is that I can't make people do the work, right? Like I, my ideal client has batteries included. They come excited, ready to take action. And then once they just start doing what I teach, they get results. 
And it's amazing. And people need to be held accountable. People need to be pushed and pulled and they need their hand held. But I'm so grateful for having had that first experience and and being able to get through it, right? I told myself I'm not good at this. I'm a failure. And I sort of shut down that part of my business. And so in 2019, we started doing that again, which was such a, a great thing because when the pandemic hit, I had a voice and I told my students, guys, look at me, listen to me, get off the news. We're going to get through this. And they all, it was amazing to see people making money, thriving, having, having their best year ever hitting six figures because they were paying attention. Remember how I told you I opened my first studio two weeks before 9-11? An economy doesn't scare me because I have the confidence to know that we can make our own economy no matter what, no matter when. What's interesting in this time, because we were so busy, both businesses were thriving, the studio and Joy of Marketing, I started to have money, but no time. (laughs) Saving is great, but we just didn't have time to even make decisions like that kitchen that is original to our house and needed to go 18 years ago when we moved in. It still has cabinets duct taped shut. So you know what? They're there. They're fine. They keep our dishes hanging in there. So I wouldn't trade the time I've spent with these kiddos or now my hubby and the things we did in the pandemic for anything, right? So given a choice, I would take an experience over material things. I'd way rather go skiing, go to Italy, or gosh, get some education than buying new cabinets. So that's just what what's going to happen right now. And I hope you're thinking about life the same way. How can you invest in yourself instead of more things? The pandemic was hard though in this in this time. Andrea's two boys were homeschooled. So we worked through that and trying to keep a balance there. And she was amazing to work with. My whole team was because a lot of them have little kids. So balancing, right? Um, How you get them to school and childcare and working from home and all of that. Most of my team works virtually anyway. So we didn't have as many bumps as a lot of people, but still They were challenges and that helped us coach our students better because we were going through it too. I think that's why it's important to have a business coach who's doing what you want to do because they're having to pivot and learn how to solve these problems too. I think the biggest success strategy for me in this phase four was really just being intentional about my time, right? And being intentional with my decisions. With my kids in sports multiple nights a week, we planned dinners and sat together at the dinner table on those off nights. When I would find things out of balance, I would sit down and figure out a way to get back to neutral. Now, just know I like a fast-paced, chaotic-filled life. So for me, balance probably looks different than it does for some of you. But there are a lot of great books and people who have found balance. That's why I keep, you know, I'm always in a a coaching program with a community because I always have people in my life who can help me find that balance when I need it. Revenue in this phase has been great in both companies, super profitable, really paying attention to numbers and being careful of risk, being that we're still navigating this pandemic and figuring out where we can grow safely and how we can grow. And um, it's been super fun being in the studio and having this gorgeous natural light camera room and really just taking care of our clients at a high level. And so the biggest success strategy that I implemented in stage four was just 
serving, (laughs) serving our students, serving our clients, whatever they needed, if they needed to reschedule or they had COVID or whatever it was. That's what I love about business is we don't get to just be comfortable and stay the same always. There's always a new challenge. And that new challenge had really pushed us and helped us and helped us just take care of people, um, both, both in the, in the studio and at Joy Marketing, right? Serving our coaching students and helping them stay above water and profitable and bringing their best selves into their world, which is super fun for me. Okay, stage five, right now, empty nest. What? Yep, the baby's off to college. And uh, (laughs) it's interesting. I don't know how this happened so fast, but um, what's important to me at this next phase is really making sure my kids are still developed, but it's really paying attention to what's at home, right? Over the years, I've watched a lot of married people with kids and have noticed when that last kid goes to college, sometimes those relationships crumble. People realize all they had in common was their kids and the marriage falls apart. And while we don't always have control over things, I've always been really conscious to have the thoughts that, oh my gosh, I I don't want this to happen right? Not for any reason I can control. I don't want to fight about money. I don't want to be unpresent. I don't, I I don't know. I just, I've tried to be conscious about um, pouring into that too, right? And I love having this building with my husband because we get to see each other a lot. And not that I'm perfect or at all easy to live with, (laughs) but I knew that the kids were leaving. I knew those birds would be flying from the nest And uh, I also know I'm not super easy to work with. So it's kind of cool that Joe and I are in the same building, but we're not in each other's businesses because I'm not sure who would kill the other one first. We just operate completely differently. And I'm so proud of him that he's had a successful business for more years than me. He started his architectural firm a couple years before me, and he's growing and he's getting huge jobs, doing all these cool jobs when a lot of architectural firms and architects in town are really struggling because they don't have the people and sales skills. So we're in a really good place. And it's cool because we share this building. We can go on a beautiful day and go for a walk down this path that's nearby. We can go grab dinner or we can pick something up and come back and work here. But I just feel like that's where I'm putting my attention in my next phase. It's also thinking about, I don't know, he's a morning person. I'm a night person. (laughs) I could stay up all night, sleep till noon. He could go to bed at noon and stay up, you know, get up super early, but uh, maybe not noon, but we're different that way. So I really want to become more of a morning person so that I'm not like at 3 a.m. still working and like decorating or doing whatever. I want to be tired at night so I can go to sleep so that I can get up in the morning. But we want to get back to remodeling the house that we love, but it's, been neglected for many, many years. I want to make it homey and and cute and a fun place for our kids when they come home. But it's okay. Like that's that's just time will time will allow that to happen. But that's kind of the next pivot. Focus on finding my domestic Martha Stewart self because I do love a well-run home with a fire in the fireplace and fun colors and artwork all over. Um, I want to get that kitchen done. But also travel. We have a kid in Florida playing volleyball. We have kids all over. We love skiing. We love adventure. 
And it doesn't matter that the birds have all taken off because the family first filter is about continuing to invest in my family, right? That's my marriage, my kids, keeping everyone connected and keeping them working toward building a life that they love. In this phase, both businesses run like well-oiled machines. The studio's profitable. We have averages in sales over 10 and 20 grand often, which it's cool because we get to decorate people's homes in a way that just has so much impact, right? Where a semi-truck has to bring a giant canvas for them, or we're custom painting frames, we're working with Italian frame companies to do just the coolest possible thing we can find because people have the money. And guys, I'm not in a wealthy area. I'm in central Illinois, um, but it's what people value and people have money to invest. And I love being able to really spoil them. And at Joy of Marketing, gosh, we're, we're making so much progress, making difference in people's lives. We have our students come here twice a year who are in my advanced program called Peak Performance Coaching. They dance and sing and get to hang out at my studio. Like I that was my dream to have this place to host community events, to be able to bring students here so that you guys can have that dream, right? To see what it would feel like to have your own photography business. Even if it's like my very first one that had bars on the windows, I loved that one just as much. And so it doesn't have to be this, but it is fun for you to be able to come and see it and be a part of it. So we only open that up to my peak performance students, or that's all I'd be doing all day is giving tours. So they get to come twice a year, have a dinner party here, have cocktails, visit, take photos. It's it's a really cool thing. So I'm just loving it. And I think probably... Um, the biggest success strategy in this phase is just, you know, having a coach, right? It took me a couple years of having the wrong coach early on or realize, thinking I can figure it out on my own before I found my mentor who is amazing and my community of people that I rely on. Literally, I put those on my calendar first. I put them in my budget first. I know that for me to continue to have success and growth, I treasure those relationships, right? I, I know that when I need something, I'm stuck. Something's broken. I have such a network of people who can help me. And I spend a lot of time helping them too. It's the coolest thing as an entrepreneur to be able to do that. And so I really feel like that's the biggest strategy I've had is surrounding myself with like-minded people who have big goals, who want to play big, who want to dream big, and who also value what I value, right? Putting family first. Let's talk about conflicts. Has any of this been easy? Heck no. Do I have it all figured out for phase five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Heck no. But I was fortunate enough to have entrepreneurial parents who I got to watch juggle these things. And I'm motivated to share anything I can that I've learned to help anyone here listening because we're not in the industrial age anymore where we all have to go work at a factory and, and turn knobs all day or put parts together all day. We get to go somewhere where we're inspired. We don't have the outdated gender roles where men go to work and women stay home and raise the kids and cook and clean. I love that stuff, but I also want to get out there and make a difference in the world, right? Start charities and give back and raise money, which we've been able to do at every single phase, right? The early phases, we would donate to auctions. We would do small things. Then we've raised $50,000 for Operation Smile, $50,000 for Operation Underground Railroad, where they rescue children from sex trafficking, and all of that while I'm building a business, right? Yes, it's hard, but living a life, being broke, not being inspired, not making a difference in the world and putting your family first is also hard. 
I have so many students who are building lives that they love, not what others tell them they should be doing, but what they want to do. And as entrepreneurs, we know that we're different and we can do anything we want. This is your time. I know this is the longest podcast I've had, but I'm so passionate about you not telling yourself that you can't build your business now because of the phase you're in. This is your time. Seriously, if you've been telling yourself, I need to wait until X to build my business, I challenge you to erase the word until. There is never going to be a perfect time in life when you have all the time and money you want. You have to make the choice now that the way to time and money freedom is by growing a profitable business. And we are in one of the highest profit margin business opportunities that there is out there, but not if you're going to give it all away for 200 bucks, right? This is the only way. Sure, you could win the lottery, but the reality is you haven't built the skills you need to be able to handle the money that you would win in the lottery. So likely it'll be gone in a year anyway. Plus the odds are terrible. (laughs) Let's face it. Guys, this is how you get to be the entire boss of what your life looks like. You get to pick the priorities. You decide that the carpet doesn't get replaced because you want to invest in your business to make your long-term life better. I hope my phases of business growth and my family changes and chaos and even a sense of the unknown that lies ahead of me has inspired you to also go for your dreams. I hope in this year you keep listening, you keep hanging around others who have these same dreams, and before you know it, these dreams will be normal to you too, no matter what phase you are in. Let's do this. Hi, photographer friend. It's been another unpredictable year with a lot of unknowns, but one thing I know is that business has gone on for boutique photographers around the world. And they even had record profits in 2021, despite all the chaos. You're probably wondering, how do they do it? And that's what my entire three-day live virtual event, Go Boutique Live, is about. Showing you what is working right now from marketing to selling to what products clients are buying. Each day, you'll also hear from speakers I've curated who are world changers, bringing you proven training to help you get unstuck. Start moving forward, get out of your own way so you can achieve what you were made to do. Go Boutique Live is the world's only three-day live event just for boutique portrait photographers. And in 2022, Go Boutique Live is 100% virtual. That means you can literally be anywhere in the world and attend on February 15th, 16th, and 17th, 2022. We've hired Tony Robbins event team to bring you a live, interactive, immersive three-day virtual event. Not some three-day Zoom snooze fest. I'll be able to see you and interact with you while you're seeing me on a stage and all the other boutique photographers attending Go Boutique Live will be there right with you. These are unprecedented times, but the bright side of that is you have an unprecedented opportunity to get access of three full days of training on what's working now for boutique photographers without leaving home. You don't have to get a flight or a hotel and no risk of sickness. This is your chance to immerse yourself in everything boutique. So you can make big leaps in your photography business despite the unknown. 
Grab your ticket now before prices go up and we will sell out at www.goboutiquelive.com. That's goboutiquelive.com and I can't wait to see you there.